Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. Victoria's dreams were too big for the ponds and lakes of Tennessee. From across the country, Bellingham Bay was calling her home. My name is Keith Mater, and on this episode of Neighbor to Neighbor, I had the chance to sit down with Victoria Ayers, the owner of Dragonfly Kayak Tours. I had a blast in this conversation. Not only did I learn a ton about kayaking in Bellingham, but I really enjoyed hearing about Victoria's story, dreams, and aspirations. All right, Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So why don't we just start off by you just telling me about who is Dragonfly Kayak Tours? Um, Dragonfly Kayak Tours is a a concept that um, I came up with, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Um, It was, I love kayaking and I, I was doing it often and I was having friends ask me to take them kayaking and call me and ask what kind of boat they should buy. Um, things like that. And so I just kind of started thinking of ways that I could turn something that I loved into um, more of a career for me. And um, so I almost three years ago loaded up my car um, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I drove west after seeing a a beautiful map of the of Bellingham Bay and seeing all the islands um, in the um, in the Puget Sound and realizing that this would be a kayaker's paradise. So that's what I did. I I moved here so that I could kayak not only for fun but also in hopes to start a business. And I found that there was a niche for it here in Bellingham and. So you were kayaking in Tennessee. Yes. I have no idea what, are you just going out on lakes? Or? Lakes and rivers, yeah. Okay. A mm-hmm. little bit different than going out in the ocean. It is different, yeah. And so did you move out here before you had even visited? Yes. I mean, you hadn't like tested the waters on no. a little trip. You just kind of said, all right, throwing the stuff in the car, let's go. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you drive over. Mm-hmm. How does the company come about? You have this vision. I did. I did. Um, I don't know. I mean, I started writing things down. I got a whiteboard. Um, I started putting ideas on my board. I also had a vision board that I was, you know, tacking things to. And I was talking about it to everyone. Um, Everyone knew that's what I wanted to do. So the dream became more of of a goal and it became more of something that... Um, I was actively working towards in that I was actually writing things down, which is something that I've never done before. I've had many, many ideas, but rarely followed through on, had followed through on any of them. And this one, I, I wanted it so badly. And so, yeah, I just got out there and, and started doing the research and talking to people. I ended up meeting um, <laughs> a lady who owned another kayak touring business and we talked a little bit and so that was that was really great that I was able to meet her Um, and I met some other women business owners and just 
was highly encouraged by the people by the people around me and the people that I was just meeting that were so encouraging for me to do this thing. And the, I went kayaking, I think when I moved here, I didn't have a place to live. I couch surfed for like my first month here in Bellingham. And I, yeah, I just kayaked as much as I could. My first summer here, I, took my little recreational kayak, which is not great for the bay. I don't recommend a recreational kayak in the bay, but it was all I had. I took it out there and just fell in love with, with this bay and knew I had to do it. So to clarify for the listeners, so there's, as far as I understand, there's basically two main types of kayaks. There's yeah. one that's really long, there's mm-hmm. one that's really short. And so you're saying when you're on the rivers and lakes in Tennessee, you have the short one, yeah. which is kind of perfect for those. Yeah. But there's a lot longer one yeah. that's kind of meant for going out a little bit more choppy waters. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So there's the, the recreational kayak, which is the one I bought or brought from Tennessee, um, which is okay, you know, if you're in a protected area in the bay. Um, it's not great if there's wind because there's they're harder to control. Yeah. Um, but I do have a fleet of sea kayaks now. So... Um, Work a little bit better. They do, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm sure, I mean, probably the nice thing about starting a little kayak business is that you don't maybe need an office as much. You right. can kind of say, hey, come on out. Let's go mm-hmm. on the water, and the water's your office and where you kind of do business. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of cool. I do business out of my out of my truck more than anything. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about your tours. When you're taking somebody out on a tour, where do you go? I have a few launch sites and this is actually something that um hopefully bellingham will improve as tourism is improving and there are some um organizations that are working on this so there's actually really not very many places to launch out of bellingham Um, my main launch sites are um, wildcat cove at larrabee state park and the public boat launch in fairhaven so those are my two main sites um and if the tide is low i can't launch from larrabee so i have to launch from the public boat launch in fairhaven Mm. Um, because i don't know if you've been out there but at low tide it's mud (laughs) it's just a big mud flat um which is the case at many places to launch squalicum beach right down here is actually um like that as well just big mud flat really my only my only launch point then is uh public boat launch another another place that i'll launch from if i'm going to lummy island is at gooseberry point okay yeah cool and so you just take folks out and you guys are just paddling around do you you typically have like a a path that you take them on or like a route i do i do i like to look at uh currents and wind a little bit when i'm planning my routes Um, sometimes like if I'm launching from the public launch I can only go south I mean unless people want to paddle around the town most people who go kayaking want to get out into nature and get away from the busyness of town so um, I go south and we'll end up either at Larrabee State Park on a beach there or um, we might go out to Chuckanut Island. Um, if the tide's a little lower, we can we can actually land there, get out, walk around. Cool. Um, and that's so, not accessible 
other, other than via boat. Right. 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 So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great little island. Um, checking that island. Yeah. Little. I think it's a preserve. I think it's just the whole island is a nature preserve. Cool. Yeah. All right. And so you take folks out and they kind of paddle around and you're kind of probably talking them through the scenery as they're going mm-hmm. along and maybe some things that they hadn't seen so much. Yeah. And what sort of folks are you getting to come out on your kayak tours? Are you seeing like just any sort of... I mean, a lot of tourists, a lot of people are coming from other states, other cities, Um I just had a couple from Wisconsin over the weekend. I've had some folks, you know, from New York and had a couple from Kentucky back home. So we, you know, we got to talk about Nashville a little bit and reminisce about how much we don't like it there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all over and, and locals too. I mean, it's a, it's a sport that I think more people want to try and that it's interesting. I've, I've done some, the, Recreation Northwest Outdoor Expo. I've, I've been there the past two years, and that's a lot of locals coming through there. And I meet so many locals who say, "I have kayaks, but I just never get out." Or, "I have kayaks, but I've never been on the bay. Is it is it difficult?" Or you know things like that. So I think more locals want to try it, but they just haven't, out of maybe lack of time or just a little bit of a fear. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first time I went out there, I was a little nervous, you know, because it was new waters for me. And, um, you were used to a different type of water. I was used to a different type of water and I knew it was cold. (laughs) Are you wearing wetsuits when you're going on the tours? Um, depending on when I go. So if I go on a night tour, um, I generally, if it's really cold, I'll put on it a dry suit. Yeah. But not usually. No. And do you provide those for your guests? No. No. They are in very stable boats. Um, my boat is designed more for somebody who would be guiding. It's a more, um, um, it turns a little easier. It's just more maneuverable than my the boats that I put my guests in. I want them to be comfortable and their boats are really comfortable. They move really easily in the water. Um, they're tandems. A lot of people are, oh, I want my own boat. But honestly, I, I went out a couple of times this weekend and I went in a tandem because I brought a friend along and um, I was like, man, double, this is luxurious. Double power. <laughs> you got you double power. They're bigger. Mm. Um, so no. And and I say that about the, the dry suit. There is like... You're probably not going to tip. Zero probability yeah. of them tipping their boat. Nice. I, unless... They're actively trying to, to flip their boat over. Yeah. So you mentioned the first time it was a little scary. Is it is it hard when you're out there? Like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of factors, mm-hmm. but um, like if you're not in shape, is it is it hard to get out on the kayak and no. go through the bay? No, no it's not hard. Yeah. In fact, it's something that people of any, you know, any level of athleticism, um, any shape or size, you know, they can do it. It's it's a matter of, you know, just get, wanting to do it, getting out there, getting your feet wet <laughs> and trying it. It's actually a really fun and easy sport. Anybody can do it. I can definitely see how it'd be intimidating. Yeah. When you're like thinking about it, you're like going out in the open ocean mm-hmm. and, and um, 
yeah, for even people that kind of aspirationally have kayaks, like you said, mm-hmm. I'm sure that I've, I've talked to plenty of folks that are kind of like that, yeah. that they don't get a lot of use. Tell me a little bit more about, I know that you have multi-day tours. Yes. What does a multi-day tour look like? Those are a lot of fun. Um, we will launch from, say, Gooseberry Point, and we'll kayak across the strait and go down the um, eastern shore of Lummi Island um, to the DNR campsite there. And um, it's a several hours of paddling um, for that one. So we'll land... We'll take our gear up to the campground and set up camp and have food and drinks and just have a nice relaxing camping weekend. It's just, you know, it's like car camping. You can't carry quite as much in the boat, but um, there's, there's a lot of room for gear. So, you know, tents and sleeping pads and... We had a nice last one I did. It rained, and I had tarps, and just did a nice tarp shelter, so we didn't have to worry about the rain. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like any camping trip, but you get there by boat, which is nice because it actually um, cuts down on the number of people that you're going to run into. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I was going to ask. Like, I feel like if you're out and about and you're going throughout the islands, I'm sure there's a lot of places that you can go that mm-hmm. most other people can't go that aren't right. in a kayak. Right. Are there like a lot of little coves and stuff oh, in yeah. the islands around here? Yeah, definitely. Little coves. There's, um, you know, tiny little caves that you can kind of go explore. And those usually are full of like sea stars and anemone and things like that. Um, but yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't see, you know, in a kayak you can get, um, you're so, you're, you're essentially you're in the water when you're sitting in a kayak because your body is actually below the water, right? Um, at least part of your body. And so you, you were just so close and you can, because of the way they're designed, you can graze over, you know, two feet of water, no problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, you can get into a lot of spaces that any other boat couldn't get into. What are some of the most amazing things that you've seen that are like real close as far as like within the islands that you might see out in the bay? Is there any other, is there, are there any little spots or any secret um, finds that you've been able to explore? There's a couple of things. So um, I don't know if you know this, but Bellingham used to be apparently a tropical rainforest or something, a tropical forest that had palm trees. And so there's actually fossilized palm trees wow. um, in one of the coves. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. So I like to take people and show them the fossilized palm trees. Um, another thing that people are really excited about this time of year are the bioluminescence. Oh. And um, some people have never heard of it. Um, some people have heard of it and just don't know how to find it. Um, so so tell me more, what is, what is that? I, is it like an algae that, <laughs> that glows? It's a plankton. Okay. Yeah. So have you ever seen a firefly? Yeah. Okay. It's actually the same science as the thing that makes a firefly glow. Huh. 
apparently. That's what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody might correct me on that. I don't know. It's it's actually really hard to find information that is um, easy for just anybody who's not a scientist to understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I found is they're little plankton and they react to the movement of the water. Mm. Um, so, and, and they're visible only when it's very dark. Uh-huh. So normally my bioluminescence paddles are on uh, new moons. Like I, I scheduled them around the new moon. Mm-hmm. Or um, I can go out on a night when the moon is really low on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something that was new to me because the moon is different in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't do that. It doesn't sit low on the horizon like it does here. Interesting. Um, and it doesn't set like it does here mm-hmm. in the you know early evening. Mm-hmm. So I can actually take people out if the moon sets early, things like that. Um, as long as it's really, really dark. It has to be really, the water has to be almost black. Hmm. And I usually, I usually just kind of tell people, you know, I'll give them a headlamp, but I'm like, you really don't want to use a headlamp because then you're not going to be able to see it. It's like walking into a room with the lights on and turning on a flashlight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see, that's not, you're not going to really see the flashlight. Right in that room but once you turn the lights off the, the flashlight's like really bright and and that's all you can see and that's how it is with the bioluminescence like you, you turn the lights off and they glow and is it in like deep water is it like all over the it's place all over all over the place it's all over the place yeah i had not even heard about that so yeah it's really interesting it's beautiful it's, and so and so it's this time of year yeah okay yeah. and it's probably just based on something to do with the plankton seasons or you know, I'm not really sure. Um, I have a theory. Yeah. That, and and I might test this theory this winter. I have a theory that the bioluminescence are always there, oh. but we just don't like to kayak when it's cold outside uh, yeah. and <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. You know, winter nights here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna see because um, we just went out this past weekend. It's early May. They were there. It hasn't had time to warm up. The water's still cold. It's still probably 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is that it reacts more to sunlight than temperature. Oh, so. I see. So if you like find like a winter day, there's been a lot of sun. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That'll be interesting. You'll have to report back. I will. I will. <laughs> so that's cool. So little palm trees, palm tree fossils. Yes. Plankton glow. Yes. A lot of little caves that you can explore. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty awesome. It is. Um, how are the, how's the camping out on the islands? I mean, it's it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's the same it's, as what you kind of would expect. Um, this, Just less used, perhaps. It's less used. Yeah. Um, DNR. It's it's DNR land. So on on a lot of these. So what Department of Natural Resources oh, gotcha. kind of maintains these lands. Um, the the Lummi Island campground is actually maintained by the Whatcom Association of Kayak Enthusiasts. They oh. call themselves Wake. Um, cool. Yeah. So they go out there and, you know, clean up. And they I think they built the, – there's picnic tables there. There are fire pits. There's pit toilet. Um, is it in a part of the island that you can't get to by car? You cannot get there by car. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. You can only get there by, by boat. boat. And because of the – the way that the bay is you really it, it's only small boats can go in there so you don't really see a lot of motorized boats or sailboats in there 
cool. because they're too, they're too big. <laughs> is, is there camping anywhere else, like on the other islands that are close? Mm-hmm. So there's another island that I'm actually going to at the end of June. I haven't been yet. It's called Clark Island, and it's actually just on the western side. It's pretty close to Lummi Island. Of Lummi Island, yeah. yeah. It's a really small island. Is there like a formal camp site yeah. there? Okay. A- again, it's DNR. DNR. Um, yeah. There's a lot of DNR campsites in, mm. on these little islands. Um, Cypress Island has a couple that uh, a couple of DNR sites. Cool. Again, all of these are only accessible by boat because none of these islands have ferries to them. Mm. Well, Lummi Island does, but there's no road to that campground. Right. Cool. And you can't even hike there. Like, it's not accessible by any other way than boat. Crazy. So yeah. how long does it take you to kayak from Gooseberry Point out to Lummi? Uh, let's see. It takes about, if we have a current in our favor, um, maybe three hours, two or three hours. Huh. You're just kind of paddling out mm-hmm. in the water, just hanging out? Yeah. Sweet. I've, I've done that kayak trip one time but it was like many many years ago and had no idea what I was doing yeah. I don't I doubt the current was with us because it was yeah. kind of hard but um. the first time I went out there I was in my recreational kayak with no rudder no skeg Crazy. nothing to help keep my boat you know Going true and <laughs> so I'm kind of you know weaving back and forth and I was camping and my recreational boat does have some stowage mm. but not enough. <coughs> so you're just going for it. Like, I did. I did. I had. I mean, it was just. I had <laughs> uh, garbage bags with my gear in it wrapped up on top of my boat. Cool. So that because I, I just wanted to go, I just had to go and explore mm-hmm. and see what was out here. That's the best part about what you do. Just it's mm-hmm. such. It's a. It's a hobby that just lends itself to exploring. Yeah. Like I don't know. Perhaps like mountain biking, but. Or hiking, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's there's like only a few hobbies that you're just like you're gonna go explore, and mm-hmm. literally you can go as far as your arms will take you. Yeah, pretty that's awesome. True. Yeah. So, I remember when I did my kayak trip, my only little kayak trick out to to Lummi Island, we were being followed by sea lions. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was strange because uh, I was with a buddy who lived out in Gooseberry Point, mm-hmm. and he's like. Oh yeah, don't worry. Those, you know, they're fun. I'm like, what the heck? There's like a, there's like twelve of them yeah. following us right now. Yeah. So I'm sure you interact with a lot of wildlife. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Um, seals are actually out, you know, in abundance, um, and they're fun. They're very curious, um, which is probably why they were following you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of seals getting on people's boats, but it's never happened to me. <laughs> I would be afraid. Yeah, no Because that might actually tip my boat over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're great. They're fun. They're curious. Um, that's probably what I see more of than anything. I see otters hmm. sometimes as well. Um, so many birds. I've got to get a, a birding book so hmm. that I know what kind of birds I'm seeing because there are so many varieties of birds. Um, bald eagles. Cool. Um, and what else? I haven't encountered whales yet. No? No, not uh-huh. not yet. I hope to. Not too many in Bellingham Bay? No, or? not too many in Bellingham Bay. Um, more, I have seen whales, not in my kayak, on more of like this, uh, the southwestern end of Lummi Island. Okay. That's kind of as close as I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, porpoise? But, no, I haven't seen any porpoise. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Interesting. 
Yeah. Crazy. But still, I mean, you have seals, not sea lions, that are following you and otters. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. There's actually, um, right by Chuckanut Island, there's a rock. It's called Chuckanut Rock. Um, They're really creative with their naming. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, And they pile up on this rock. Mm, during the day that's cool so it's kind of fun because we'll you know sometimes i'll paddle by there and show people and they're just like you know of course everybody wants to take a picture not only um is that rock piled with seals but it also i i believe is a nesting spot for several varieties of birds oh that's cool and it's a very it's not a big rock Mm -hmm. but it's just like cram-packed with all this wildlife (laughs) it's a good rock apparently (laughs) that's awesome yeah so other things that other experiences that you've seen i mean i think for me it's really interesting because again i've only done that one little um, trip out to lemmy island and that's my only experience and i feel like there's so much of these awesome islands in the bay around us that we just don't experience too often so that's why it's such a fascinating uh, thing for me so any other things that you kind of have seen i mean i'm sure the sunset and the kayak on the bay is oh, pretty amazing it's amazing it's beautiful yeah um other things i've seen i don't know you know one of the things that i really love about what i do is is seeing the experience from somebody else's eyes because mm. a lot of times it's a new experience for people mm-hmm. um especially the bioluminescence that's that's a new experience for for people and to watch people react to that um grown adults turn into children in the water when Mm. they see it they start splashing and playing and laughing and it's the most fun thing to watch you know i've seen now bioluminescence many many times each time it's it's actually a very new experience for me not only because i'm seeing it from somebody else's perspective but it's different every time. I'll tell you one of my favorite experiences doing that. Um, I was <clears throat> out in my favorite spot. I'm not going to tell you where it is because it's kind of uh-huh. a secret. Insider secret. <laughs> nice. um, so I was out there, had a group, and I tend to just let them kind of stay. I, I like them to be close to the rocks because it's darker there. and there's more to see there. There's more life. There's more things moving around. You know, you can see fish darting underneath you that, that just light up when they move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just was letting them do that. And I was like, well, I'm going to go work on some power strokes. So I go out and I'm paddling, you know, just like doing some like just fast movements and, and stopping and turning. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm creating a lot of, of wake and a lot of waves and a lot of action, which is actually just lighting everything up. Right. Mm. And so I do a quick stop and my boat kind of turns. And as soon as I stopped, below my boat just just lit up. Like, I don't even know how far it was, it was lighting up, but it just was like this massive light that just shone from below me, Whoa. right? And so I was like, and so, I said, oh my God, you guys, you know, and I'm, and I was kind of loud about it. I was like, you have to come over here, you know, and, and as soon as I, I elevated my voice, it lit up again. It was like these pulses of light. Weird. And I think that I, I was over a school of jellyfish. 
Oh, what? I think that's what it was. Because just the way the movement, because, you know, if it were fish, they would be gone, right? But it just kept happening. It was below me. And jellyfish, you know, they kind of float, like... And and so I'm I'm fairly certain that I was over a school of jellyfish. That's amazing. And so every time I made a movement or a sound, they moved, and oh my god, it just it was incredible. I've never seen anything like it, and I've never had that experience again. Oh man, yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. So it's just really cool to kind of see your world for a second. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you have this amazing experience with a jellyfish and and it's almost like it's always fun when people have kind of done it all and they've explored everything and then all of a sudden there's something new to explore yeah. and your your imagination kind of opens up again. Yeah. Which is the way it is out here in the bay. I mean, I launch from the same spots, you know. I do the same tours. I take the same routes and Every time is different. The bay changes. It's constantly changing. Um, it changes with the tides. It changes with the currents. It changes with the weather, the wind, um, the people that I'm with that see something that I didn't see, the wildlife. It's always different. So it, it's regardless of the fact that, you know, I will probably launch out of those same spots hundreds and hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Each time is is new and different and I find that amazing and that that was a big reason why I wanted to get out of Tennessee because the places that I was kayaking were the same every time they weren't changing yeah yeah amazing so you don't ever launch out of like Semiamu or like Birch Bay up in that area um I haven't yet um it's kind of one of those things that's on my list of places that I will launch from. Yeah. Um, I've been out there and to me, it's just not as interesting. Mm. There's not as much to see, Mm. um, as there is here because it's very just, it's just beach, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty and it would be probably a good place for like a sunset launch, Mm. but for an explore, an exploration kayak an explorative, um, type of tour I want to take some I want to take people where um, there's just more to see mm-hmm. and I mean those areas actually if somebody were really into birding I I think that those areas would be really good for that cool but I know this is not your thing but like have you ever done river kayaks like white water uh, like in this area no at all no I haven't have you heard anything about it like going down the nooksack is that oh I actually I follow some some groups that that's what they do um because i think it's fascinating it's not my it's not my jam yeah um i don't really i i i'm gonna i do like the adrenaline aspect of it but to me it's just it doesn't look fun (laughs) it does not look fun to me um but they always look like they're having a blast Mm -hmm. and i it's just not something i've ever gotten into Interesting. I'll have to look into that more. Yeah, there's there's actually, I haven't done it yet, but there's a route that I want to take. Um, it's very tide dependent because of the mudflats um, mm-hmm. at Squalicum Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but to launch at Squalicum Beach and paddle up to the um, Nooksack Delta, mm-hmm. I've walked there. I've done that walk. Oh. But um, I want to paddle up and then paddle up the river. Oh. 
Um, What's what fascinates you about that? Just the change in scenery that in you know, it, it's just something different. I've heard it's a beautiful paddle. I actually read a um, blog post somebody did about it. They did it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I mean, once you get up, you know, in, in there, it's pretty wooded, I think. Mm. And so I think you would probably see some some wildlife. and Eyes through the uh, life through the eyes of a kayaker. Just kind of, I feel like you can totally see just a different part of mm-hmm. the world when you're out in a kayak. Oh, totally. The perspective from a kayak is, it, th- there's nothing else, right? I mean, even canoeing isn't the same. You know, I don't like canoeing. It's it's boring to me. <laughs> um, but being in a kayak and being so, it it's the closest that you can be to the water without actually being in the water. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just have this love, and I've always had this love of of the sea and of the water. Amazing. Um, did you grow up in Tennessee? I did. Okay. How did you develop that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you're, you're calling from across the country. Yeah, you know. And I've always, here. I've always, I grew up in a swim. Like my parents always had a swimming pool. You yeah. know, so I always had a swimming pool. Maybe that's where I kind of developed my love for for just water mm-hmm. in general. Um, the first time I went to the ocean, I fell in love with it. It was, we went to, um, where was that? It was in North Carolina, like Kitty Hawk in Assateague Beach. And um, that coast was just so beautiful. And that's the first time I had ever seen the ocean. Mm. And I just, it, it, it just amazed me. This is like where I need to be. Yeah. And so I always had this kind of draw to the ocean. Um, I learned how to kayak with my uncle in New Hampshire when I was like 15. He took me mm-hmm. kayaking for, for the first time in um, one of their ponds. They're very deep ponds there. Oh. Um, and yeah, their ponds are like lakes. They're, it's funny how your terminology just changes depending on where you're from and where you're at. Yeah. Well, their ponds like like size-wise are like lakes, but they're ponds because they're so shallow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. So you learned to kayak in a pond. I did. And then you kayaked in Tennessee and rivers and lakes. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, I need some real stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've kayaked in a couple, I had kayaked in a couple of bays. Like, um, I was down in Florida and I rented kayaks and kayaked in the bay there Mm -hmm. and, uh, paddle, you know, I've done paddle boarding in the ocean and, um, I, did um i was actually couch surfing or yeah i was couch surfing in um charleston south carolina and my host had two kayaks he was like yeah take it out if you want and so he like told me where i could go and did a little ocean kayaking there cool which was a lot of fun is where's the best ocean kayaking that you've been bellingham bay yeah by far absolutely yeah have you do you have anywhere that you're like bucket list here's like three places that i really want to go explore yes i do actually yeah um so i would love to do the apostle islands in lake superior okay interesting um that was actually on my radar of a place that i was thinking about guiding Mm. but it's really dangerous um Mm. probably more dangerous than the bay and I think more people die there than 
in, in kayaking accidents. Then maybe, maybe a good life choice on your part. Then. So I, I figured, you know, liability, you know, insurance and all that. So um, that, but I do want to go kayak there because it's amazing. They have sea caves, or I guess they're not really sea caves because it's a lake. Giant lake caves. Giant lake caves. Um, mm. So I want to do that. Um, I want to do. Um, I want to go to Lisbon and kayak in the Algarves. Portugal. Portugal. Okay. These are. Pla- I'm super fascinated to look these places up. Yeah, look up the Algarves. Absolutely Algarves. beautiful. And in fact, um, I I went to Portugal a few years back before I moved here that same summer, and um, I was kind of researching things to do while I was there and came across these kayak tours. And I, and and it actually, that's kind. That was kind of the first thing that I was like, "Wait, this is a business. I could do this." So that was one of the like epiphanies, if you will. You know, that kind of made me think about even doing this as a business. Cool. Seeing other people doing it, and yeah. so I kind of like looked at their business model a little bit, what you know, online, and and got some ideas from that. Nice. And that, sorry, Portugal. Portugal. When yes. you got the the magic, the business spark yeah. started in Portugal. Yeah, well, that's exotic. <laughs> yeah, and then the third place. Yeah, my third bucket list, um, and this is a big one. Um, I want to kayak the entire length of the Mississippi River. Whoa. Yeah. Is it because it's like a closer to home kind of coming back and using your hobby coming back, or what's the no, that's not it. It's just it's like a big it's, marathon of a. It's a you know it's the same reason why people want to hike the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail. Gotcha. You know, I just I don't want to carry all that weight on my back. I want to put it in my boat. That's legit. <laughs> and um, my arms are stronger than my legs, so um, yeah, it's and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, there mm. are parts of the Mississippi River that are going to be more industrial and. A lot of barges and things like that but mm-hmm. it's beautiful country cool. um, that it goes through and now I've kind of I'm kind of turned on to the idea of doing the Columbia River as well oh interesting mm-hmm. cool so what so how long would it take you to do the Mississippi River about three months probably dang that's the average amount of that time. would be so cool mm-hmm. yeah have other people other people have done it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's kind of like that Pacific Crest Trail kind of thing, yeah. or kind of like that. Not nearly as many people have kayaked the Mississippi River that have, you know, done that. Done the Pacific Crest Trail yeah. or the Appalachian Trail. Interesting. Um, it's just not. I when I started thinking about it, I started looking up information and seeing if I could find like anybody that had done it. And I I did find a blog of a guy. I read the whole entire. I read his entire Whoa. blog. Um, which he actually was, I think he kind of updated it almost weekly, maybe on his journey. But he retired, and after he, he retired, he just loaded up and went out and did it. That is such an adventure. That's I know. So cool. I know. And then there's a guy who I can't remember his name who wrote a book about paddling the Columbia River. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated. Yeah. So I don't know how you're doing on time. So have you been to all the islands kind of out and about? No. Mm-mm. You're are you are you, do you would you like to? I would. Yeah. Keep exploring further and oh, further totally. out and yeah. kind of island hop? I would love to do that actually. Um it's hard 
for me to explore because I'm doing tours yeah. <laughs> during kayak season. Like a business or something like that to run. Yeah, I mean, it, so it's actually, there's a, there are a lot of places I want to go to ex- explore. There, Canada also, like the islands up there, there's, I mean, it just looks amazing. I have never been, I mean, I've been to Canada, but I haven't been kayaking so much around those islands, but I've heard it's amazing. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've sparked my imagination. Um, before we wrap up, Dragonfly, mm-hmm. where did your name come from? Um, shorts, the short version of that is my, I, I was trying to come up with a name. Um, I had my vision board, um, and I had a card that my mom sent to me that had a picture of a dragonfly on the front of it. And it had a really nice poem in the back. And um, and I and I would just like lay in bed. That vision board was across my my bed, and I would just look at it. And I was like, Dragonfly. I think that might be a good name for my business. And so I actually researched a little bit about the symbolism of a, of a dragonfly, oh. and found that um, it symbolizes change and transformation, like the ocean. Like the ocean and like myself, ah. because I was, here I was, you know, I traveled from Nashville, Tennessee to Bellingham, Washington, sight unseen. I mean, talk about change. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Um, that was a huge change that I made. And, you know, these last several years, there have been a lot of changes in my life. My daughter graduated high school. She's grown now. You know, I, I got divorced and... Um, all these changes were happening and instead of fighting change, you know, I decided to kind of just go with it and, um, and embrace it. You know, change can be difficult for people, but I actually kind of like it. (laughs) So So embracing it with absolutely dragonfly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how can folks learn more about you if they're interested in maybe booking a tour Mm -hmm. or just kind of, learning more about what you do. Um, I have a website, dragonflykayaktours.com. Um, that's probably the best way. I also am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, also, Dragonfly Kayak Tours on both of those. I know it's a long name and it's a lot to type in, but if you visit enough, it'll autofill those there you <laughs> for go. you. Yeah. Um, do you take photos like um, when you're out and about on the I boat do, yeah. and post them on your Instagram? I do, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now I always think... Bioluminescence, do you have some photos of that? Here's the thing. With bioluminescence, you have to experience it. Ah. Everybody tries to take photos. Yeah. And it just doesn't do it justice. You just can't do it. Yeah. I had it's actually almost impossible to get it to get a photograph of mm. the of the bioluminescence. So I had one um, one of my repeat customers last year. She um, she was out and she was determined to get a photograph. And she did get a photograph, but it's just like this blurry light, mm. blurry blue light. I mean, it's cool. You can get an idea of what what kind of thing you would see out there, but um, there's just no way to capture it on. You got to go on a kayak. You not even you can't it. even get it on video. I mean, truly, and you have to be you have to be close to it. It's mm. interesting because people. You know, when you're in a boat, 
and and you might have a boat just a few feet away from you, I will not be able to see what they're seeing. Hmm. That's how close, like you have to be in it mm -hmm. to see it. Hmm. Yeah. So photos, there might be a photo. Get on a kayak and see it for yourself. That's right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.